Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. origin of Friday the 13th has its roots in the ongoing Holy War, specifically Friday the 13th in October, which is noteworthy seeing as how a worldwide Islamic Jihad has been called for today on Friday the 13th in October. The Knights Templar gained wealth and power by fighting as mercenaries for the Catholic Church during the Crusades. Their headquarters was in the Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, on Mount Moriah, where Abraham built an altar to sacrifice his son. King Solomon's temple is a central component of all three Abrahamic religions, and especially in Western occultism. The Templars were officially known as the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and of the Temple of Solomon, or Templar Knights. Masonic lodges are based on the Temple of Solomon. Kabbalah teaches that the Temple of Solomon represents the metaphysical world and the descending light of the Creator through the Tree of Life. The Templar Knights wore white mantles with a red cross, a symbology that can be found throughout the history of the Catholic Church and its offshoots. The rebuilding of King Solomon's Temple is a crucial goal of many religious groups and secret societies. The Templars were not only expert warriors, they were also pioneers in an early form of banking, and arguably one of the world's first multinational corporations. They acquired land throughout Europe and the Middle East, including the island of Cyprus. They owned and operated several farms and vineyards. They built massive stone cathedrals, and they had their own fleet of ships for war and for the import-export business. When Jerusalem was recaptured by Muslim forces in 1187, the Templars were forced to leave the Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount. But they still managed many businesses and wielded much power. King Philip IV was deeply in debt to the Templars and began pressuring the church to take action against them. At dawn on Friday the 13th of October 1307, Mass arrests were carried out against the Templars. Claims were made that the Templar recruits were forced to spit on the cross and deny Christ. They were accused of worshipping Baphomet and a mummified head believed to be that of John the Baptist. Dozens of Templars were burned at the stake and the order was officially dissolved. The Temple Mount remained under control of Muslim forces until the British captured it in the Battle of 1917. Thirty years later, The United Nations gave the land surrounding the Temple Mount to the Zionists, and the state of Israel has been encroaching upon it ever since. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, folks, that's the latest from Greg Reese. InfoWars.com band.video is where you go to share that video. It's called The Holy War Origins of Friday the 13th. And yes, folks, the modern day is replete with these ancient, I don't know, uh, uh, rivalries, blood feuds. We have just a gigantic show for you today. 
and the, the rare occasion that my video list has actually exceeded a single page and is uh, two pages long. And I don't know how I'm going to get to all these, but I certainly have to try. We'll be taking your phone calls as well. I think the main takeaway with what we'll cover today is that we are in the midst, maybe the greatest awakening since the great one. The amount of turmoil and chaos that has been caused by the Hamas-Israel war is unleashing a flood of awareness as to what the purpose of war is, who is pulling the strings behind the scenes, and how these people use these major conflicts that they themselves orchestrate in order to enslave populations and gain more power globally. So we'll get into all of it. We'll show you some pretty shocking videos on both sides. Not shocking in the sense that, well, maybe we'll show you some some gory videos too, just to really emphasize what it is we're talking about here. But no, the shock comes from the things people are saying about this conflict. We'll show you all that on the other side. Stay with us. It's American Journal. It's Monday, October 16th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Okay. Infowars.com, band.video. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Coming to you live from Austin, Texas. Admit the greatest awakening of mankind. It's happened in my lifetime, I'll tell you that for sure. And we'll, we'll show you exactly what I mean here with the number of videos that we have. Destroying the mainstream narrative about the war in the Middle East, as well as what's happened here in America and how these things intertwine. We are, of course, going to be talking about the Israel-Palestine conflict as the genocide continues, there hasn't yet been a invasion, ground invasion into Gaza, the long-awaited, long-promised excursion of 350,000 Israeli troops now massed on the Gaza border has not yet happened. So the chain of events has not yet been sparked. The dominoes not been tipped, but we are increasingly in dangerous territory, and apparently so far – the only reason it's been delayed is because of weather, massive flooding in Tel Aviv in the north of Israel. But we'll get into all of it, where we are now, where it goes from here, and some of just the insanity that's been discussed on American mainstream news, including the so-called Samson option. And we'll show you some clips from the likes of Ben Shapiro and Mark Levin that shows that our reporting here on InfoWars has been dead on the entire time. You'll hear a video of... Ben Shapiro yesterday or the day before laying out the chain of events of entering Gaza, Hezbollah getting involved, Iran getting involved, Israel not being able to handle it. That is almost verbatim exactly as we described on Monday morning immediately after the initial terrorist attacks over a week ago. So we told you so. We've been right the entire time. We'll continue to attempt to provide some humanitarian option in all of this as Again, we'll illustrate just how important the information war is in all of this and how whether 
the world goes into nuclear conflict, World War III, mass death on a scale we haven't seen in 100 years, or whether we chart a path towards coexistence and harmony is entirely dependent on whether the bad guys think they can get away with it or not. If they think that they can lie us into another war, that's exactly what they'll do. If they think instead that attempting to lie us into a war will turn the searchlights onto them, the spotlight onto them, and their lies will be confronted rather than the enemies they wish us to confront, well, then they'll have to change their tactic. And again, we'll, we'll illustrate all of this with just a plethora of videos, an overabundance of evidence for everything that I'm saying. So let's get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. Right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 16th of October, 2023. First, some American news. Very bizarre article from Snopes. They ask, did Biden order FBI agents to make knock and talk raids on hundreds of, home, of homes of over 100,000 Trump supporters? They're raiding. Well, they're just not sure. They're not sure if it's true or not. Now, this is a uh, very inflammatory claim this statement is extremely disturbing type of thing that snopes would be very very quick to call fake news and to silence but they can't do it on this one because they can't actually say that it's fake in september 2023 a user on x posted what appeared to be a shocking news story the post said that u.s president joe biden had allegedly ordered the fbi to make unannounced knock and talk raids visiting the homes of more than 100,000 supporters of former president donald trump Post was created by at Retro Coast. The account appeared to be to primarily concentrate on posting vintage American pictures from the 60s and 70s. The Post archived read, breaking, Biden has ordered the FBI to make unannounced home visits to Trump supporters nationwide. Over 100,000 such knock and talk raids uh, visits have occurred. The FBI agent said, you haven't done anything wrong yet. We just want to talk. Is this a form of voter intimidation? Which, of course, it would be if this was going on as it well, apparently is. Generally, knock-and-talk visits conducted by law enforcement officers involve knocking on a door, speaking with the occupants, and asking for permission to search the residence. This technique is practiced in the absence of an arrest or search warrant and is considered a consensual encounter between police and citizens, the FBI Law Enforcement Bulletin published in 2006. As for the post in question, they say, we found no demonstrable evidence that would support the rumor that Biden had made such an order or the FBI was carrying out hundreds of thousands of visits to homes, homes of Trump supporters. But they say we can't call it false, really, because we contacted the FBI, the White House, and the U.S. Justice Department by email and received no responses, meaning that they did not deny that this was taking place. And in fact, more people are asking about this and uh, have yet to receive a statement saying, no, no, we're not doing it, which is what you would expect. You would expect the DOJ, the White House, and the FBI – when confronted with the question of are you using the federal law enforcement agencies to openly intimidate Trump supporters, the answer would be a resounding no. Are you kidding us? That's horrible. That's egregious. That's despotism. It's tyranny. There's no way we'd be involved in such a blatant violation of our two-party system, our republic, our constitutional and supposedly apolitical police powers as they exist in Washington, D.C. Instead, they, they didn't receive that. They didn't receive a uh, condemnation or uh, denial. 
which makes me think that's exactly what's happening. If we have time, we'll get into that a little bit more later. But moving on here to Israel, Hamas, and the ensuing conflict, Reuters has a headline that pretty much sums it up. Israeli strikes on Gaza intensify as humanitarian crisis deepens. Just pretty incredible. Israeli forces kept up their bombardment of Gaza on Monday after diplomatic efforts to arrange a ceasefire to allow foreign passport holders to leave and aid to be brought into the besieged Palestinian enclave failed. Residents of Hamas ruled Gaza said overnight airstrikes were the heaviest yet as the conflict entered its 10th day with an Israeli ground offensive believed to be imminent. Bombing carried on throughout the day, they said, and many buildings were flattened, trapping yet more people under the rubble. Israeli officials issued multiple warnings of Hamas rocket fire into Israel. Diplomatic efforts have been underway to get aid to the enclave, which has endured an unrelenting uh, has has endured unrelenting Israeli bombing since the October 7th attack on Israel by Hamas militants that killed 1300 people. The bloodiest single day in the state's 75 year history. Again, we will be covering that extensively and showing you. Just some of the damage that has been caused here, you see, if you're a television viewer, just some of the very. Uh, hyper-focused precision bombing that Israel is carrying out. They're to- they're to- focused entirely on just taking out Hamas uh, nest, combat nest, and-, and rocket positions. They just accidentally, completely and utterly, literally flatten entire city blocks. It is, in fact, a genocide. And that was made abundantly clear on Saturday when Israeli president suggested that civilians in Gaza are in fact legitimate targets. As Israel engaged in massive air campaigns ahead of the anticipated full-scale ground invasion of the Gaza Strip, Israel President Isaac Herzog said on Friday that all citizens of Gaza are responsible for the attack Hamas perpetrated in Israel last week that left over 1,200 people dead, saying, quote, it is an entire nation out there that is responsible, Herzog said in a press conference on Friday. It is not true. This rhetoric about civilians not being aware, not involved, it's absolutely not true. They could have risen up they could have fought against the evil regime which took over gaza in a coup d'etat what he doesn't mention is that israel backed that coup d'etat and also obviously the uh, citizens of gaza aren't armed and can't exactly rise up against uh, their uh, the de facto military of the area we'll get into that a little bit more yes this is receiving condemnation from everybody except for america un russia china i mean they're all on the side of the people being genocided Uh, Israel, on the other hand, making it clear that civilians are considered by them to be legitimate targets for annihilation. MSNBC, meanwhile, has suspended Muslim anchors amid Israeli war in Gaza. Two sources have confirmed to Arab News that U.S. network MSNBC has suspended the shows of three Muslim anchors amid rising tensions in Gaza earlier today. Semaphore revealed that Mehdi Hassan, Ayman Mohedin, and Ali Velshi were quietly taken out of the anchor's chair since Hamas's attack on Israel. Of course, these people, especially uh, Mehdi Hassan, one of the main drivers and proponents for silencing people for cancer culture. How's it feel now? America is waking up to the sad and painful fact that we've been under a multinational globalist deep state intelligence agency controlled coup for decades in this country. They didn't have full control 30, 40 years ago, but they're really attempting full control now. And that's where we are. And InfoWars has engaged in the best long-term analysis of the enemy operation and predicted the resistance movement that would form against it and the fact that we would have major successes against the enemy, but they would then double, triple, quadruple down. That's where we are now. 
So it's more important than ever that InfoWars stay on the air. I just want to thank you all for your support and spreading the word. It's more important than ever that we get funding. We try to make it easier for you to fund us by simply going to InfoWarsStore.com and getting great products that enrich you and your family's lives. I want to just encourage you all to not forget that without you, we won't be here. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com today, and I thank you. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants, and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. We do have so much news to show you today. Finishing up with daily dispatch yes msnbc has uh, suspended muslim anchors amid the israeli war in gaza some of these are the very people that pushed for this type of censorship like Mehdi Hassan. he has now been the subject of the very thing that he advocated for of course msnbc denies this they push back against any notion that either Hassan or mohedin is being sidelined in any way but two arab news sources directly involved with the decision within msnbc confirmed the suspension saying there's a lot of unclarity over what happens next but the mood is very similar to what happened post 9 11 with the uh, with the whole you're either with us or against us argument he said sadly this has now gone beyond political views and is targeting anchors of a particular faith he said that's why you don't support censorship because it will inevitably turn towards you. And I really I, – I almost feel pity for the progressives that have like suckled on the teat of globalism for so long, been such loyal soldiers kissing the boot only to find the boot crushing their windpipe. It's got to be confusing. It's got to be baffling to them. But I thought we were all, I thought we were always right. I thought we were the ones that shut up everybody else. No, no, it's you now. It's you because they decided it's you because it turns out that people that you've been supporting and the acts that you've been carrying out uh, don't actually give a damn about the things that they say they give a damn about. When it comes to actual legitimate, honest to God genocide, they're actually completely in favor of it. And will uh, fire you from speaking out against it. Isn't that something else? Russia, meanwhile, has asked the U.N. Security Council to vote Monday on Israel and Gaza. Russia has asked the United Nations Security Council to vote Monday on a draft resolution on the Israel-Hamas conflict that calls for humanitarian ceasefire and condemns violence against citizens and all acts of terrorism. Russia's Deputy U.N. Ambassador Dmitry Polyansky 
something, said on Saturday, no changes have been made to the text since it was given the 15 given to the 15 member body on Friday and that he expected the vote to be scheduled for 3 p.m. on Monday. So we'll see. I mean, the U.N. Uh, basically continuously condemns the actions of Israel and it has very little power. And it turns out that's the reality of our so-called rules-based international order is that if you have enough weapons, those rules mean absolutely nothing. We also have a lot of talk of terror, terror on the brain. Uh, we got Biden talking about the increased risk of terror, but apparently there's nothing we can do about it. Same thing with the head of the FBI, Christopher Ray. We can show you both. In fact, let's go ahead and do that. We'll show you both those videos. Clip number four. Here's Biden being interviewed on 60 Minutes this weekend, being asked about the threat of terrorism in the United States. You know, the, the white guys, the white Christian guys, you know, the number one terror, the guys that Biden gives speeches about standing in front of a blood red wall, calling them the enemies of America, an internal cancer that has to be removed. Uh, you know, us, me, people like me and you, uh, we're the we're the terrorists, right? Well, apparently not anymore. Apparently it's all the people that hate us. Isn't that interesting? Clip number four here. Here's Biden being asked about the threat of terror having increased. Because of what we're seeing in the Middle East, is the threat of terrorism in the United States increased? Yes. I had a meeting this morning with the Homeland Security people, with the FBI, with for the situation room for a better part of an hour to discuss how we make sure that we prevent a lone wolf and or any co coordinated effort to try to do what was done in synagogues before, do what was done to Jews in the street. And so we're, 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 we're making a major effort to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm. Fills you with uh, confidence, doesn't it? He, he does this thing where his eyes are like almost closed. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's really bad. Of course, uh, the follow-up question should be, uh, and so you're closing the borders, right? I mean, if this threat of terror is coming from outside of this country is being inspired by apparently uh, Islamic jihadists from the Middle East. I guess the first thing you'd want to do is secure the border. No, no. Oh, it's wide open. Oh, you're actually seeing an increase of the number of people on the terrorist watch list from the Middle East cross over the United States border, occasionally being caught. And even when they are being released into our country, they don't give a damn about terrorism. They want the terrorism. And this is one of the things that we all need to understand about the usefulness of false dichotomies, the usefulness of us versus them paradigms, where there's a reason that you have Black Lives Matter and all these far leftist groups coming out in support of Gaza. Part of it is it's legitimately held uh, beliefs. But the other part is to convince conservatives like you and me that we should be on the side of Israel, because after all, I've seen it on my own timeline where I'll say something about the literal genocide that's being carried out against the innocent Gazan people. And the response underneath is like, so you're on the side of Black Lives Matter and Antifa? It's like on this case, yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am. Sorry. I'm not going to fall for the false dichotomy that convinces me to go with the genocidal regime just because the idiot communists here in America are on the side of the victims in this case. So don't fall for that false dichotomy. Don't fall for the mind games that they're playing that are very useful in getting half of the population at least on their side. Because you understand when you have a 
population that has been designed to be split down the middle and have two sides. You only need one of those sides to get something done. You need one of those sides and a few people on the other side, and then you have a majority, and then you can get things done. That's the way that, they're, that they use all of these conflicts. And if they can't get the conservatives to do something, they get the liberals to do it. But it doesn't actually matter which side is which. What matters is how you can manipulate people by playing them off of one another in this tit-for-tat uh, you know, dual vision of the world, which is false, incorrect, simplified, and dangerous. We can also go to clip number seven here. This is, again, this weekend, FBI Christ, uh, Director Christopher Wray warns of terror attacks on the United States soil in relation to the Hamas uh, terror attacks on Israel. Let's watch clip number seven. We remain committed to continue confronting those threats, both here in the United States and overseas. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our communities. Mm, yeah, safeguard our communities while allowing 4 million people to cross knowingly over the southern border in the last two years, as well as defunding the police and allowing murders to skyrocket to levels we haven't seen in decades. Uh, they've allowed all that to happen, but they're very concerned about uh, the safety of our community. And of course, this is one of the reasons why you have the uh, hyper focus. And again, they get people on the left to be in favor of censorship and uh, you know, military police actions against free speech when they predicated on anti-Semitism. Well, now you see how that becomes useful in actually silencing the left when they want to support Gaza against Israel. Now, there has been one terror attack in the United States as a result of this. A Palestinian child has been killed or an Arab child has been killed. We'll show you that on the other side. Brutal, horrific story. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. Still getting breaking news about developments in Israel and Gaza. So far, the long-awaited 
Invasion into Gaza has not yet taken place, but there are hundreds of thousands of Israeli forces massed for such an excursion. And what that entails, of course, we've laid out from the beginning. We'll get into that here momentarily. Just to round off our last segment, you have Christopher Ray, Joe Biden talking about the increased threat of terror attacks. And if you've been watching Alex Jones, he's been hitting this nail on the head since he returned to the studio last Thursday. And that is that they will you know, create this situation. They will bring in millions upon millions of Muslims with deep ties to conflicts taking place thousands of miles away. They will allow them to commit terror attacks, and then they'll punish all of the American citizens by removing our rights on the basis of those terror attacks. It's a well-known modus operandi that they've been working on. There has been a horrifying terrorist attack in America as a result of this conflict. It has not, however, come from Hamas or Hezbollah. It happened in Illinois. Illinois man stabbed a six-year-old Muslim boy 26 times in hate crime motivated by Israel-Hamas war. 71-year-old landlord killed a six-year-old boy and wounded his mother because of their Muslim faith. And in response to the war between Israel and Hamas, police said Will County Sheriff's deputies responded to a call in Plainsfield Township, Illinois, late Saturday morning and found suspect Joseph Scuba or Zuba. Sitting in front of a home in South Lincoln Highway and Lily Catch Road, the boy suffered 26 stab wounds from a large military-style knife. According to the autopsy, while his mother, Hanan Shahin, 32, survived being stabbed more than a dozen times. Zuba allegedly shouted, you Muslims must die at the family ahead of the stabbing, according to text messages sent to the boy's father. Detectives were able to determine that both victims in this brutal attack were targeted by the suspect due to them being Muslim and the ongoing Middle East conflict involving Hamas and the Israelis. So, of course, we can blame the intensified rhetoric that we've seen from, in most cases, right-wing outlets, the Ben Shapiro's, Joel Polak's, the Mark Levin's of the world, demonizing and dehumanizing Middle Eastern people. And, of course, waving around the photoshopped images of decapitated babies in order to inflame everyone's passions and inspire this exact type of despicable hatred. Now, most people are turning on this. Most people are not falling for it. But let's, again, just really understand what's happening at this point, because The murder has gone unstopped since Hamas first attacked Israel. Something like, I believe somebody averaged it out, I just saw, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but since that attack a week ago Saturday, uh, 10 days ago, something like that, there have been something like 14 Palestinians killed every hour. So by the end of this show, that'll be another, what, 42 dead Palestinians on average throughout this time. So the conflict continues. The water and food and fuel have still been cut off. There have been some new agreements to allow some aid convoys into Gaza, allowing Egypt to open their gate and provide some relief for the people there. But so far, the, again, unrelenting attacks on civilians 
has not stopped and has in fact been justified by people like the president of Israel who made the claim that all civilians are responsible and therefore deserve punishment for what the Hamas militants did. Which, of course, there's a there's a damned if you do or not damned if you do, damned if you don't, but more of a. Let's put it this way. As a Christian, my standard belief on basically any conflict is treat others as you would like to be treated. Right. That's my firm belief. But at certain times, it seems like it'd be more expedient or more fair to be like treat others as they treat others. Something like that. For example, if you are a fan of censorship, Mehdi Hassan is a great example. If you have gone on campaigns where you've gotten or tried to get conservatives fired from their jobs or silenced online because of what they say, I don't think the conservatives should be silenced, but I think you should. I think if you call for censorship, you should be a subject of censorship. If you call for genocide, I'm not going to cry when people call for genocide against you. There's sort of a fair is fair mentality that I, I can't help but fall to because treat others as you would like to be treated isn't something that either one of these groups adheres to as that is uh, the golden rule of Jesus Christ. So people are being utterly brutalized in Gaza on purpose by design in a campaign of genocide and this is being encouraged in, on video and in some of the propaganda that the Israelis are feeding to their own forces. This is a very disturbing video that, again, just goes to show you that while there may be radicals on the Gaza-Hamas side, clearly there are, it's not a one-sided level of vengeance here. Let's go to clip number 11. Israeli army commanding fellow, uh, Israeli army commanding fellow, U.S.-backed IDF soldiers, uh, he tells U.S.-backed IDF soldiers, erase the Palestinians, all of them, their families, mothers, and children. Let's go to clip 11 now. He says, be triumphant and finish them off and don't leave anyone behind. Erase the memory of them. Erase them, their families, mothers, and children. These animals can no longer live. Nowadays, he says, we have no excuse. Tomorrow, Hezbollah could send airstrikes on us, and the Arabs here could attack us. So we have no excuse. Every Jew with a weapon should go out and kill them. If you have an Arab neighbor, don't wait. Go to his home and shoot him. Attack them and don't wait for them to fire airstrikes at us and for the Iron Dome to activate. Attack them before that. We want to invade, not like before. We want to enter and destroy what's in front of us and destroy their houses and destroy ones after that and all their forces and with all our forces, complete destruction, enter and destroy. As you can see, we will witness things we've never dreamed of. Let them drop bombs on them and erase them. All the prophecies sent by the prophets are about to occur. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this. They occurred. They occurred 2,000 years ago. You must have missed it. 
But I get what you're saying. I get that it's unfair to take one obviously disturbed elderly extremist from Israel and act like that uh, paints the entire population. It certainly doesn't. And we'll show you video of that on the other side of actually like Likud warmongering right wing Israeli government officials being shouted out of a hospital. You'll see. This is not a condemnation of all Israelis. There are a great number of Israelis that are completely against what their, what their own government is doing. I want to make that totally clear. We are not casting all Jews or all Israelis because of that crazy old man you just saw. But it does go to illustrate the dual-sided nature of this. And clip number 13 is Israeli soldier Betzal Talja uh, talking to a CNN presenter and correcting her uh, because she wanted to make it clear this was not a war against civilians in Gaza. And he says... Uh, actually, let me correct you on that. Clip number 13. I tried to correct you to the answer. The war is not just with Hamas. The war is uh, with all the civilians. That hmm. Oh, all the civilians in Hamas too. So it's a campaign of extermination. As you just heard that radical say, erase the memory of them, not just their lives, not just their families and children. But the very memory that they ever existed. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next-level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen this is the american journal infowars.com band.video i'm going to show you some more uh, videos or some videos here of 
some of the response to Israel's action in Israel. It's a country like any other. And many of the people in Israel are, in fact, furious at their own government for the new level of war that we're seeing in Gaza, which is devastating to say the least. Just unbelievable pictures, images of destruction. And just, just mass murder, just war crimes beyond count. And it goes on and on. Clip number nine, we can play just as B-roll. This was posted with the subtitle, Imagine Believing Israel is Only Targeting Hamas After Seeing This. Watch that. As you see, just the, again, just indiscriminate destruction wrought on entire swaths of Gaza. Absolutely no concern whatsoever could have possibly been shown when you see the pictures of the destruction. So you can go ahead and just completely ignore it whenever the claims of uh, precision strikes hyper-focused on targeting Hamas militants. Of course, the other excuse or the other way they phrase it, they say, well, the Gazans are being used as human shields, so I guess they deserve to die. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible stuff. Absolutely horrifying. We're going to open up phone calls in the third hour of today's show show you videos throughout. And the way I want to do this, I want to talk about the fact that the grip of the globalist is slipping. The control of the information flow has been broken. And if they can't control the information, they cannot control the population. And they're experiencing that. This doesn't mean that they're not going to accelerate into World War III. Believe me, it's still a distinct probability i would say not even a possibility but a probability but we will uh, we do have a chance here to prevent them from carrying out the third world war in their trilogy that they've decided they need in order to usher in a new world order total total global government slave system so i hope you can support us in this after all this is one of those times where info wars shows its worth Shows its ability to be above the left-right divide, to be above the propaganda and emotional extortion that's being carried out on Americans right now and see this for what it is. Not even necessarily taking sides, but certainly weighing it fairly. So I hope you can support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com. I'm not even sure what the latest uh, 24-hour flash sale is, but I guarantee you uh, all of our products are amazing, all well worth it at full cost, and usually on massive discount. looks like BrainForce Plus is still 60% off as we speak. By the way, I saw somebody on Twitter yesterday who said, I'm dealing with a very severe Red Bull addiction, asking for help. How do I get off my Red Bull addiction? Which is no small thing. I mean, caffeine, any of the energy supplements, there's a distinct risk of addiction. It is a drug. It is an absolute drug. As anybody knows, you drink a strong cup of coffee, you feel awake afterwards. It's one of those supplements or one of those things that you take that you don't have to think, is it working? Is it not working? Caffeine, I mean, it works, right? It's like you hit a cigarette, you get a buzz, you shoot heroin in your arm, you get high, 
you drink coffee or a Red Bull and you get a caffeine jolt. So it can be hard to quit, and especially if you get uh, habitualized to it. I would suggest Brain Force, Brain Force Plus, Brain Force Ultra. These things have the power of energy drinks. They have the nootropic energy and focusing power of super sugary soft drinks or that sort of thing, but without the crash, without the come down, without the sugar, obviously, that makes these things so very unhealthy. So if you're trying to quit Red Bull or just, you know, sick of feeling, you know, groggy until you have that cup of coffee, you can actually replace those things with Brain Force Plus, better for you, better energy, better focus, 60% off right now. What do you have to lose? Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Support us in this mission to use information to prevent the breakout of a nuclear world war. Now, just to illustrate what's been going on and why people like myself are running out of patience with all of this, no longer willing to moderate the outrage that we feel towards the goings-on in the Middle East. This is just a collection of headlines. I believe I posted this on Friday or Saturday, so more have come out since then, but this is just a, a, in the run-up to now, the last week or so, we have these headlines. Israel bombs Egypt border crossing that it had touted as an escape route for besieged Palestinians. Uh, Israel attacked journalists from Reuters and Al Jazeera, killing one and wounding two. The number of journalists killed by Israel in the line of duty just this week is in the double digits. That's why we might not be seeing more evidence of crimes. Israel, of course, on Friday gave Al-Adwa Hospital just two hours to evacuate. This is the hospital themselves saying our staff is still treating patients. We unequivocally condemn this action and continued indiscriminate bloodshed and attacks on health care in Gaza. We're trying to protect our staff and patients. Another war crime. UN, 11 UN staff and 30 pupils were killed in Gaza at a UN school. Israel issued a warning to Egypt saying we will bomb trucks heading to Gaza with aid. Israeli airstriked uh, a civilian convoy that was fleeing Gaza City en route to IDF promised uh, – on a route that IDF promised to allow Palestinians to evacuate. At least 70 were killed and 200 injured. So every one of these represents an absolute war crime. Undeniable. The BBC also said its journalists were assaulted and held at gunpoint after being stopped by Israeli police in Tel Aviv. So whether it's killing journalists, doctors, bombing schools, bombing hospitals, bombing aid caravans, and even bombing the very routes that they themselves told innocent civilians would be safe for passage, it's becoming pretty clear, you know, what this really is. Again, I want to remind you that there are people in Israeli, in Israel right now that feel just as strongly as I do that this has to stop. This absolutely has to stop. Clip number 33, you see – in this video, you see a woman. First, a woman is sitting on a bench. She's talking to another woman who's dressed in black. The woman dressed in black is the uh, Israeli health minister, I believe. In fact, this video plays the same scene twice and explains the it explains who it is and what's going on the second time it plays. But you'll know, you'll see the woman in black. That is the Israeli minister, governmental minister. And first, she's being sort of angrily talked to by a woman who's apparently at the hospital with uh, somebody who was injured. And then you see a hospital worker actually confront this minister 
about the warmongering and death spreading her government is involved in. Let's go now to clip number 33. She says, you're responsible for this. Get out of here. You're hindering this nation from finding the way to move forward. You're disturbing us. And this other guy comes in. You've really been a good girl, haven't you? All of you ruined this country. You ruined it. Now get out of here. It's our turn to take control. Left wing, right wing, one united nation without you. You ruined everything. And the Israeli minister quietly leaves. You can hear the anger in this guy's voice. It says an Israeli cabinet minister had to leave a hospital visit after tensions erupted with healthcare workers. Uh, Israel's environment minister, that's who it is, Idit Silman, was visiting the wounded at a hospital in Tel Aviv in central Israel after the deadly attack by Hamas. Again, you can hear the fury of this Israeli. Silman left the hospital after angry residents accused the government of ruining the country. And again, you can hear the uh, absolute fury in that healthcare worker who has probably seen the outcome and the consequences of the warmongering by the Likud party of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. And again, folks, this is, we're already an hour into the show. I've gotten to maybe a third of the videos that I need to get to, which I guess means I'm right on track. But in the second hour of American Journal, we'll be getting into more uh, crimes against innocence being carried out with our support, with American endorsement in Gaza. And we'll also be hearing from some American pundits essentially claiming that if we don't support Israel in this campaign of mass murder, then it'll be our fault that Israel starts launching nukes at its neighbors. It's the Samson option. Covered it last week. Now other people are saying it. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super-powerful extract using bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredient in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are going to continue to discuss the Israel-Gaza conflict. We'll give you a, a little update in the next segment as to exactly where we are now, what potentially comes next. But I want to play a video here of John Mearsheimer. He's an American political scientist, international relations scholar, at the uh, University of Chicago, he's been described as the most 
influential realist of his generation. And we have a uh, breakdown by him, clip number 18. John Mearsheimer breaks down Israel's predicament in starting a ground invasion. They wanted to start a ground invasion. They've said they were going to start a ground invasion. They've vowed to do this since the Saturday attack by Hamas has not yet happened. The most recent delay was due to rains and flooding in Tel Aviv. But we can thank God for that rainstorm being a respite and not allowing this conflict yet to take its next step, which would be the step that would start that domino effect of having Hezbollah come in, Iran get involved, America get involved. I also have some uh, theories about what the real purpose behind the American warships going to the Mediterranean are. But first, here is John Mearsheimer laying down the tactical reality, the strategic reality that Israel faces. I think this is very hard to predict because a lot depends on whether the Israelis go into Gaza with ground forces. There's been a lot of talk about them going into Gaza and tearing the place apart, finding Hamas and eradicating Hamas. But I think the Israelis, this is just a guess, but I think the Israelis have come to realize that this is not a smart idea, that going into Gaza and trying to eliminate uh, uh, Hamas will cause more trouble uh, than it's worth. And then at the end, even if you were to eradicate Hamas, you'll just get a new radicalized group in its place. You're not going to solve the problem with military force. This is a political problem. So one question is, do they go in or do they not go in? But they're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, because if they don't go in, Hamas lives to fight another day for sure. And they're well armed and they're going to continue to cause problems. Uh, Then if they don't go in, they bomb uh, Gaza. But this is a total disaster, not only because from a human point of view, from a human rights point of view, just seeing civilians killed is an absolutely horrible thing, but also it does no good strategically. It doesn't solve the problem. It just enrages people inside the Palestinian world, inside the Arab world, and it even loses support over time for Israel in the West. So bombing is no solution either. So the Israelis are really between a rock and a hard place. Uh, I don't know what they do to fix the problem. And this gets back to my earlier point that the solution to this was a two-state solution. Right. I have to ask you this because you're so well-regarded internationally. What would you do if Bibi Netanyahu called you up and says, Professor Mearsheimer, give me your guidance? Well, I've thought about that question. I would tell him to back off uh, from the bombing as soon as possible. Uh, and uh, not go further down that road. And I would advise not to go into uh, Gaza. Uh, And I would tell him that what he ought to do and what his colleagues ought to do is reverse gear and uh, or reverse direction and move towards a two-state solution. But he's never going to accept that. And he heads up a governing coalition that includes a number of people who are much further to the right than he is. Right. And if you look at the demographics in Israel over time, right, uh, this is a country that's going to get more and more hawkish and more and more anti-Palestinian over time. That, coupled with the present events, makes it almost impossible to see how you get a two-state solution. So I think I could give him that advice 
And even if he were willing to listen to me, which he wouldn't be, he couldn't execute it because the politics inside Israel no longer facilitate a two-state solution. That train has left the station. Professor John Mearsheimer, always a pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for your insight. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. Still covering the conflict in Israel and Palestine. Bring you some updates on it here. The Reuters headline says this, Israel strikes on Gaza intensify as humanitarian crisis deepens. It is indeed a humanitarian crisis. Residents of Hamas-ruled Gaza said overnight airstrikes were the heaviest yet as conflict entered its 10th day. Bombing carried on throughout the day. Many buildings were flattened, trapping yet more people under the rubble. Israeli officials issued multiple warnings of Hamas rocket fire into Israel. So the firing is still going back and forth. There is no ceasefire. They've imposed a Israel has imposed a full blockade and is preparing a ground invasion to enter Gaza and destroy Hamas, which has continued to fire rockets at Israel since its brief cross-border assault. On Monday, rocket warnings, uh, warning sirens sounded in several towns in southern Israel. The Israeli military said Israeli troops and tanks are already massed at the border. Authorities in Gaza said at least 2,700 people have been so far killed by the Israeli strikes, a quarter of them being children, and nearly 10,000 people have been wounded. A further 1,000 people are still missing and believed to be under rubble. This, of course, compounded by the blockade, and by the fact that hospitals and healthcare centers have been hit, meaning those 10,000 wounded are left to their own devices, meaning that, and also without food and water, we're likely to see continued suffering, not just from the wounds themselves being infected and getting worse, but also of malnutrition and disease that comes from this um, strategy policy of starvation. Utterly horrifying. And it seems like the entire world is able to recognize this. The only people not able to recognize to and are not responding with the same level of, of horror and disbelief are like Israeli politicians, American politicians – and American-Israeli media pundits. Now, if you just heard that first five minutes, John Mearsheimer saying that America or uh, Israel rather was damned if you do, damned if you don't. They can't enter Gaza. They can't not enter Gaza. They're sort of screwed at this point. That, of course, reflects very closely our interpretation of the you know current situation as early as a week ago. Last Monday, when Chase and I were hosting the Alex Jones show and laid out that exact uh, setup. So more people are sort of realizing this. They're, they're actually fully understanding the true scope of this. But just remember, InfoWars told you first. We have understood the full intricacies of this conflict since it began, as it all is just a matter of thinking for yourself and playing out in your own head where this goes, what happens and trying sincerely to take a look at the event from both sides with as thorough of an understanding as we can of what is motivating the various actors. 
So let's go to some Americans now, so-called. I wonder who we should start with first. I guess we'll go first with Ben Shapiro, as he's been a object of our ire, as he has gone completely unhinged since this entire event began. Clip number 30 is Ben Shapiro. Just now, just recently, just a few days ago, he made this video. Uh, it sounds an awful lot like exactly the domino effect that I've been describing for the last week and a half on InfoWars. Except his interpretation has a, a bit of a twist, and I think you'll recognize it. Let's go now to clip number 30. Here's Ben Shapiro basically saying what InfoWars told you a week ago. But again, look for that little twist. Let's watch. So the real risk for Israel in not finishing off Hamas right now is that this is taken as a sign of weakness, as it certainly would be, by Hezbollah. Hezbollah is a far more dangerous terrorist group than Hamas. Hamas is a dangerous terrorist group. They just proved it by killing 1,300 Jews. Hezbollah currently has over 100,000 highly sophisticated rockets aimed directly at the north of Israel. Estimates suggest that were Hezbollah to fire all of those rockets, we wouldn't be talking about 1,300 dead Jews. You'd be talking about somewhere between 20 and 30,000 dead Jews, day one. If Hezbollah gets in, Israel will have no choice but to unleash the Air Force. If they unleash the Air Force, they're not going to be worried at that point about civilian casualties at all. They're simply going to have to eviscerate the entire south of Lebanon and topple the regime in Lebanon that supports Hezbollah. If that happens, Iran undoubtedly gets in and so does Syria. If that happens and Israel is now faced with a with a full war in the north combined with a war in the south because they will not have defeated Hamas, that's the predicate. If Israel is forced to the wall, the possibility of nuclear exchange is extremely high. That is why it is very important that the United States provide the material aid to Israel. Hmm. Very important. We provide. Uh, that's called nuclear extortion. That's called the Samson option. In other words, they're saying if you don't want us to. He didn't mention nukes, but nukes are what he's uh, implying there. If you don't want us to nuke our neighbors. You have to come in and step in and destroy our neighbors for us. Now, an interesting aspect of this. And again, on Twitter, it's like people get such a wrong idea about this. I talk about how strong Hezbollah is, just like Trump says Hezbollah, very smart. Hamas, very, they're very smart people. People go, you think they're smart? How dare you? You're co-signing what they're doing. They're smart, okay, and they're strong, all right, and they're well-armed, okay? Get that through your head because that's the reality. And people on Twitter and stuff will be like, Hezbollah, yeah, right, they couldn't stand up against Israel. No, they will destroy Israel. They could, they can, they will, Okay. So get that through your head. You just heard Ben Shapiro say it. Everybody knows this if they actually understand the, the full you know, strategic overview. Here's an interesting aspect that Ben Shapiro didn't mention. He says they'll have no choice to, but to unleash their air force. Interesting. What do you think is going to be the first target of Hezbollah? It's going to be the airways. It's going to be the, the runways, the air force bases in Israel. How are you going to unleash your air force when they've been bombed to smithereens? That doesn't make any sense. You don't even have anywhere to land unless, of course – you land on the American aircraft carriers, and that may very well be the secret reason, the real reason why we're sending the aircraft carriers. Obviously, it's a projection of strength. It's a threat to anybody around Israel. You threaten Israel, America, uh, the, the loyal golem is going to you know, step in and, and set you right. But also, it represents floating platforms that can serve as launch bases for the Israeli government, for the Israeli Air Force to launch air raids on Lebanon or any of the other surrounding areas. Of course, if they do that, that would obviously mean that Hezbollah would want to take out those American aircraft carriers, which would mean we would have thousands of American servicemen dead, which would give all of the you know, warrant that our government wants to fully unleash 
American firepower on the enemies of Israel in the Middle East. And of course, if you are, are just, you know, if you just brush this off, Hezbollah, yeah, right, they're idiots. They don't have it. No, they're smart. They're well-armed. They're extremely capable, and they're willing to use this force. And of course, uh, this is uh, nuclear extortion. And I pointed out on Twitter that this is why the frantic rhetoric has been so urgent that it's like you heard Ben Shapiro right there. If Israel has its back up against a wall, well, Israel doesn't have its back up against a wall. In fact, Israel could just stop. They could just stop right now. What objectives, you know, have they already achieved? Well, they certainly punished Gaza and all of Gaza, but specifically Hamas for carrying out the terror attack. They have killed many, many times more Gazans and, and Palestinians than were killed in Israel. So they, they got revenge. They stopped the terrorists for the time being. They have decimated much of Gaza and much of the ability for Hamas to fight back in the immediate future. So they're not under any threat right now. There's still rockets being fired, but that's the situation that existed forever. So this isn't a, a reason that America's, or, uh, Israel's back is up against a wall. Their back is not up against a wall. Anything that happens from here on out is 100% the choice of Israel. Israel could stop today. They could stop right now. They could say we've called off the bombing. We're opening up the humanitarian corridors. We have achieved our, our goal of, of getting vengeance for the attacks on us. Anything, I mean, there's any possibility of what could happen. They don't want you thinking about it that way. They want you thinking that everything that's happening is a response to attack. It's all frantic. It's all over the top. It's an atmosphere of panic. They could literally just... Stop at any moment. Any moment. They could stop. And Ben Shapiro laid it out there where he said, you know, if if they don't go into Gaza, basically it'll be shameful. It'll show that we're scared. So we're going to get into nuclear conflict. America is going to get involved in nuclear war in the Middle East. So Israel doesn't have to look weak to its neighbors. So it's not shamed. Really? We're about to go to nuclear war for Israel's pride, honestly? The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down to the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. 
And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. animation just showing the number of people who have laid claim to this land 
and spilled blood to back that claim. And what we're dealing with is nothing new. It's just increasingly dangerous. Again, we're going to be showing you a lot of videos this hour, not just talking about the so-called Samson option, which, by the way, this is not the first time this has been deployed. Uh, Richard Nixon actually sent aid to Israel as a response to their threat to use nuclear weapons in the 70s against Egypt. Very similar situation where Israel says our backs are up against the wall. Either you help us out or we are not by our own choice, but, you know, as a matter of existence, we'll be nuking our neighbors in order to prevent that catastrophe. Richard Nixon uh, supported them. It is nuclear extortion. It is not the behavior of an ally. It's the behavior of a terrorist. So we'll be talking about – we'll be showing you some more clips from, again, American uh, pundits laying this out. We, of course, laid this out very early on. We just are on a different side of it, not claiming that Israel has no choice, but they have to use atomic bombs, but telling you actually Israel has a very clear choice, and they're making the choice that leads down the path towards nuclear destruction. They could choose on their own volition and without any risk to themselves or the existence of their state – Simply stop. They could just stop. They could just stop. Period. That's it. It's over. The end. I want to show you another video, though, before we we go to those. Uh, Just again talking about Hezbollah. People in America have a very warped view of this militant group. Some people castigate Trump, say he's stupid for calling them smart. Other people sort of laugh at it. In fact, I could show you videos of Ben Shapiro himself. You know, bragging, saying Israel can fight its own wars. We don't need America to fight its wars. Obviously countermanded by his latest statements. But I'll show you another little piece of evidence that shows uh, the, the real power that Hezbollah wields. Clip number 21 this is a Lebanese journalist showing the Hezbollah tunnels in Lebanon. You'll, you hear a lot about tunnels in Gaza and Lebanon and elsewhere. Obviously, you need tunnels if your uh, opponent has unquestioned air superiority. Obviously, tunnels uh, can protect you against a lot. I mean, 10 feet of earth. That's why, you know, bomb shelters in the 1950s when the Cold War nuclear threat was happening. 10 feet of earth can protect you against just about anything. 10 feet of earth. There's almost no nuclear bomb that, that can penetrate that. It's, it's pretty insane. So tunnels are very effective. When you hear tunnels, you think of tunnels, you think of like, like little rat holes, these little dirty, you know, rat tunnels, people crawling through on their stomach or something. That's not the tunnels we're talking about. No, no, the tunnels that they have uh, look a little something like this. Clip number 21. To a radio viewer, it's a uh, very nice, well-lit, very clean tunnel. It looks like a hospital corridor. And actually, I don't have a translation of this. But my uh, Lebanese friend was telling me, this journalist is joking about it. He's basically saying, this isn't even our nice tunnel. He's saying, this tunnel is the one that we don't even use anymore. We opened it up. We let kids play in it. It's like a playground for kids now because we don't even need it. We have better tunnels. We have bigger, better tunnels. This is just the one that we can show you. So there's a Lebanese reporter with access to Hezbollah uh, showing you some of the tunnels they have in Lebanon. Again, simply illustrating... That this conflict is not between the civilized 
you know, first world Israel versus a bunch of rock-throwing brutal savages. There's actually extremely sophisticated technology and capabilities on both sides of this in order to appropriately and, and correctly view this conflict. You have to have all this information. Now, the OSINT Defender, OSINT Defender at Sint Defender on Twitter says the U.S. defense officials have reportedly convinced the Israeli government not to launch preemptive strikes on Hezbollah forces in Lebanon, with them promising that U.S. naval assets in the eastern Mediterranean, including the USS Gerald R. Ford aircraft carrier, will provide a military assistance if Hezbollah does launch a major attack against Israel. So there again, uh, some, some breaking information hinting that Israel had a plan to preemptively strike Hezbollah was convinced not to expand and escalate this war by America. And it really is one of those moments where you just go, this conflict, it's so crazy, it's so out of control, it just keeps escalating, the rhetoric and the behavior on both sides is going up and up, and you just think, if only there was a, a third country, if only there was a country that was super powerful, outsized influence in the Middle East, that had some sort of, you know, history and motto about, like, defending the innocent and they could just come in and stop this whole thing if only a country like that existed where were you when humanity was fighting for its life where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide where were you when the new world order was starting world war three with russia well i know where you are you're watching and listening to infowars.com right now and i salute you and thank you and I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. We'll be opening up the lines for your calls in the third hour of today's show. Try to get to all these videos here. Try to get to as many as possible for the uh, end of this hour. So there's some truly astonishing stuff. Lauren Witzke, if you're watching the Alex Jones show yesterday, she went on there to talk about the interview she had with an Israeli charity worker who provided evidence and uh, first-person account of the fact that Israel allowed this to happen. That this was a, in a sense, a form of false flag attack where it was allowed to be carried out. Because uh, Israel wanted the excuse to perform the uh, final solution to the Palestinian question. Clip number 15, we just saw uh, Ben Shapiro talk about sort of a roundabout roundabout way, but the the so-called Samson option. Again, this is where the information war comes into place, where when they can – if they can frame the conflict as an existential threat 
uh, that Israel is facing, as Ben Shapiro puts it, with their back up against the wall, then they'll feel like they can you know, get away with justifying threatening nuclear attack on their neighbors. If, however, you see this for what it is, which is a conflict that Israel at this moment is choosing to expand, choosing to escalate, choosing to continue, then that excuse sort of doesn't make any sense. They're putting their own back against the wall on purpose in many ways in order to get America involved by threatening uh, nuclear escalation. It's ridiculous. Of course, this is even just part of the the so-called Samson option. The reality behind the Samson option is that it's not just their neighbors in Lebanon and Palestine and Egypt and Syria and Iran that would be at risk of uh, nuclear annihilation. It would be the capitals of Europe and Russia as well as a doomsday device, essentially, saying that if Israel is about to fall to Arab forces, then they will destroy the world and bring it down with us, with them. Uh, that, of course, having to do with the biblical figure Samson pulling down the temple to kill himself, but in doing so, killing all of the people that had captured him. So that's the truth behind the uh, Samson option, a whole book written by Seymour Hirsch. You can find the PDF on uh, Internet uh, Archive, actually, if you want to read it for yourself. Let's go now to clip number 15. Here is uh, Mark Levin threatening the Samson option if America does not supply Israel with weapons. And you'll notice an important aspect of this clip is the reaction from the Fox anchors. And that's what we're going to be talking about sort of moving forward here is the information war and the way that people's reactions are maybe not what everybody expected, that Americans are sick of war. We're sick of being called anti-Semites for not you know, sitting quietly while our country is uh, destroyed by people like George Soros or our country gets involved over and over again in destructive and horrific wars in the Middle East on behalf of our greatest ally. And again, it represents a major sea change in the way that this event is moving forward. It's almost like they're acting like it's still 2001. They're acting like they have total control of the media and the flow of information. The reality is the grip is slipping, and it's because their own, it's their own fault. It's their own fault. Nobody's falling for it. And just listen to the response from the Fox News anchors who kind of are having a hard time wrapping their head around what Mark Levin is saying. Let's go down to clip 15. Then them do whatever they have to do to win. So put that on the table of debate now. What are they going to do if they're surrounded? What are they going to do if 150,000 advanced missiles are going to be shot? What are they going to do if Iran gets involved? Well, they can't win a conventional war. What are they going to do? I think I know what they'd do. I know what we would do. We would destroy the enemy because otherwise we're exterminated. That's all I have to say. Well, Mark, you, br- you brought up nu- nuclear war, I mean, essentially, and and also, we're talking about America's involvement and how as no, this expands. No, we're but, not. No, we're not. No, we're not. If you drop. Look, I, I'm Rachel, sorry. I just I, like, I, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Rachel, when you ask questions like that, you need to answer them, not just ask them. What What are they going to do if there's multiple front war? What are they going to do if they have have uh, uh, have have kidnaps uh, or, or hostages and other hostages? What are they going to do? Die, I guess. 
We had a gen we had a general on earlier in the show who said that our military um, is not doing well. You know, recruitments are low. They're, they're not focused. He, he described a military that's not prepared in many ways. And yet there we are in Ukraine. We could have another front here. Um, China's on the move. I mean, this has to be we have to pause and think a little bit here I because it just sounds like a, I, I, a role towards Rachel. war. Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. What does Ukraine have to do with this and China have to do? I'm talking about what the Israelis are going. I'm talking. Well, well, you're but you're I, I the Israelis have their issue. But I'm concerned that a lot of the talk that's going on now is about involving the United States. And that's another matter. And it's not anti-Semitic to say that we as Americans should take a pause. OK, look, I didn't say it was anti-Semitic. That's number one. So I don't appreciate that either. Number two, the Israelis haven't asked us to get involved. They asked us to give them equipment. Number three, they have their own arsenal, which they never admit. So while you bring up all these issues to me, which kind of fogs precisely, you're the, you're the, head, you're the prime minister of Israel. You're about to send hundreds of thousands of your troops in to take out the enemy once and for all. We saw the slaughter that took place. He's not thinking about Ukraine or China. Neither are we. And I'm saying to you this. I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes it's tough. If Israel is going to face annihilation, you think they have those nukes in there to collect dust? I'm not even encouraging anything be done. I'm not even saying nuke them, nuke them, nuke them. I am saying Iran needs to understand. And Hezbollah needs to understand that if you think you're going to wipe out these people... You're not. And so we have to deal with reality. And reality is, but America's involved in this. America, I said they're going to drop them. In my opinion, they might. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm the only one bringing this up. I'm not even encouraging it. But if you're a country that has that kind of weaponry and your people are going to be slaughtered as they were, except this time totally uh, destroyed, they need to be thinking about all their options and my guess is they are. I don't know. So when we go on TV and say, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're surrounded. They're going to wipe them out. We, we can't send troops. We can't. Fine. But if I'm the president or prime minister of Israel, I got to think it all through. All of it. As far as the U.S. military being stretched, that's not Israel's fault. It's nothing to do with Israel. And it might be nice if we actually started to fund our military, too, and not treat it like it's like it's some secondary agency and put a 19% increase for the EPA. We have a lot of problems in this country, a lot. But that's not on the head of the Israeli people who are trying to survive. Yeah. I'm done unless somebody else has another question. Now, Mark, it all underscores. Yeah, I mean, the- it does matter. We can, we can pull it down. It, it, it matters in that uh, what do we need a lot of soldiers for if we're not going to war in the Middle East over Israel? I, I mean, you can just see sort of the... The insanity at play here. Clearly, just taking that little diatribe you just heard, like Israel's are the they're the bad, they're the threat in the region. Like they're talking about nuking all of their neighbors. If there's somebody that needs to be stopped, it's Israel. Again, they can stop right now. If they just called for a ceasefire, it would be over. They're not an existential threat. They're not about to be destroyed tomorrow. They are about to be destroyed tomorrow if they keep doing what they're doing, if they keep making the decisions they are making then yeah, everybody's at risk. And it sounds like even if just that alone, if 
just what we heard from Mark Levin is all you knew about the situation. I think the obvious takeaway would be America's got to use its influence to stop Israel. It's got to make it very clear that we're not going to help. And even if you nuke people, it's going to be you that's going to have to pay the price because preemptive nuclear strikes sort of widely considered as like a red line you don't cross. The whole world agrees. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. This is The American Journal. We'll take your calls in the third hour. I wonder if we should pick up where we last were or shift gear a little bit. I think I want to point out, uh, you know, why is this so important? And sort of what we're seeing from the likes of Mark Levin and uh, Ben Shapiro. We played, played the video last week, Ben Shapiro, really raging in a very unbecoming way at uh, Tucker Carlson for daring to suggest that America think about its own interest and its own concerns before paying some very dear price for uh, the actions of Israel thousands and thousands of miles away. It was like an insult. It was like, how dare you suggest that 100,000 Americans dying from fentanyl overdoses is at all equivalent to 1,000 Israelis dying in terrorist attacks. You saw the same thing there where, and again, you can see this Fox News anchor. She's like kind of, she kind of doesn't even know how to say what she's thinking where she's just like, but we're talking about America being involved. Mark Evans like, no, we're not. No, we're not. But of course they are. 
Of course, that's exactly what he's talking about. It seems somehow insulting that America would be concerned with America and be concerned that yet again we're being led towards yet another massive, destructive, expensive, horrific war in the Middle East in this case. But it's the same thing that happened in Ukraine. We're sick of it. We're tired of it. But our politicians and our leadership and the head of the Treasury Department is fully on board, fully gung-ho. They're like, it's not even a problem. We can handle two wars no problem at all. Now, why would we? What's the purpose of this? They'll never even approach that question, but it matters for a couple reasons. One, because I don't want us involved in another war. And two, because when I look at the Israel-Palestine conflict, I can't help but relate to and sympathize with Gaza as being that their calls for self-determination and sovereignty are called an anti-Semitic existential threat to Israel. What do you think we've called, been called? What do you think has been the response when we have called for American sovereignty and American independence from foreign powers? The same laws that were put into place using the big bad boogeyman of Trump supporters, like the anti-Semitism laws in Florida are being used against Hamas supporters now or Gaza supporters now all over Europe. They're making it illegal to wave a Palestinian flag or support Palestine. And you see how they're able to carry out a literal genocide with the president of Israel saying, yes, we are targeting civilians. They are valid targets. You know, just being completely open about it and sort of horrifying because you go, man, if they can get away with this in front of everybody. Could they not turn that same power against the American people? You know, if they launch a, a third world war, would it not be those lists that the ADL has been compiling and, and giving to the FBI, sharing with the FBI? Would it not be those Trump supporters that the FBI has identified as being bigoted, hateful, anti-Semites? Are we not going to be the ones who are herded into FEMA camps, depopulated from our land in the same way that Palestine has been? I mean, if they can get away with genocide in front of the whole world, you don't think they could get away with it here in America? They still have millions of FEMA camps. There's still one FEMA camp in Alaska that can hold a million people with all the coffins stacked up, ready to go. All right? So this matters on a very personal level. For every American, you should be paying attention to this. Thankfully, I think people are. They are not getting away with the drumming up of war like they did in 2001 and, and over and over again, even, you know, Ukraine. Let's go to clip number two here. This is a former aid worker. He asked Ron DeSantis about his thoughts on Israel's treatment of the Palestinians in Gaza. And Ron DeSantis' only response is to bring up a thoroughly debunked piece of atrocity propaganda. But again, it's like, it's like they have these things where it's just like you deploy this and you don't have to answer any other questions. You say Hamas is killing babies and everything is justified. Genocide justified. But this shows you that the American people are not buying it for better or for worse. Let's go now to clip number two. 
and worked in Palestinian refugee camps. They are and not saw how decapitating babies' heads. They are right, not know, intentionally they're, they're, doing they're that. They're blowing up entire residential buildings. I, I watched Al, Al Jazeera's, and they're not covering that on CNN. Well, I, I would be very careful showing, with Al Jazeera. I mean, that's funded I, I by a lot of these Middle East governments. Yeah, but I'd I see, be very careful with Okay, but I don't think they're faking pictures of families carrying their babies in, totally dead. You know, it's a two-way street. Israel, Israel has been killing Palestinians. For the, for the whole time Gaza has existed, and they've been contained Hamas, in a prison. Hamas, Israel put in an, uh, a warning, we're going to go in this area, civilians leave. Hamas tells them not to leave. Hamas wants them to be human shields. That's their tactic, technique, and procedure. Who, how many other armed forces give give warnings to get out before they go? I think Israel is probably the only one in the world that does right. that. I don't condone the killing of any innocent civilians, and I don't condone what Hamas did in the kibbutzes, but Israel is doing the exact same thing with Benjamin Netanyahu, who is a radical right-wing crazy person, and I see hundreds of Palestinian families that are dead. And they have nowhere to go because they can't leave the Gaza because no one's opening their borders. Well, that's and they the have thing. You bring, up a good point, though. you bring up a really good point. Why aren't these Arab countries willing to absorb some because, of the Palestinian because, Arab? They will not do it. Because Palestinians, all the Palestinians, None they were all displaced from their homes in 1948. I was there. I saw where people were living. None of the Arab countries will be able to accept refugees. You have my vote, but you don't now. You had my vote, but you don't now. And again, I mean, the, the responses from Ron Sanders are just incoherent. Well, they're not killing babies. Oh, they're not? No, really? Again, you want to see, is this what we're going to do? You want to see videos? Screw it. We'll do it. Here, let's uh, clip number 23. Look at all the Hamas terrorists the Zionists eliminated before they could harm Israel. Let's go to clip number 23 now. Yeah, I hate to show you this, folks, but apparently this is how you uh, win hearts and minds. You have to prove that their side killed more babies than your side. You like seeing this? You want this to continue? Keep supporting Israel. You want to see more of this? All right, we can take it. I can't even watch it. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. So, I mean, screw these people. Screw these people. Screw this entire conflict. This is murderous. If America was still the the righteous and Christian country it once was, we would put a stop to this. We could do it tomorrow be as simple as flicking on the lights. Instead, we allow this unrelenting bloodletting to continue. Thank God the American people aren't falling for it like they have before. We can show another clip here. Clip number three. It's not as gruesome, but it's a war crime. Israeli strike hits Palestinian rescue, t- rescue teams in Gaza. Clip number three. Rescue teams, right? Firefighters and ambulances being directly targeted by Israeli strikes. An absolute war crime, unconscionable, unnecessary, doesn't help anybody. It's not saving Israelis by doing this. And yet, it's the aid workers. Rescue teams were evacuating people from a previous strike just hitting the same area when they're bombed by Israel. So nobody's falling for this anymore. And if Israel has her back up against the wall, it's because she put it there. And she has to pay the price for her actions. That's just the way that it is. God bless the Israeli people, many, many, many of which are totally against this. Massive calls, massive protests against the Netanyahu presidency or the uh, – he's the prime minister, but against his ruling coalition. 
they don't want anything to do with this. We showed you the video of the Likud, Likud, whatever, however you pronounce it, the politician, the environment minister being shouted out of a hospital by Israeli citizens saying, you are responsible for this. You are destroying our country. So I hope they can get their act together and stop this bloodshed before it escalates. But here's just Ron DeSantis just like, they're not killing babies. Yes, they are. A lot more, actually. If that's your – if that's the way you make decisions, you certainly shouldn't be on Israel's side. And, of course, says I should be – I would be careful with Al Jazeera. You know who owns that? Oh, who owns it? Ron DeSantis? Who owns, who owns different media outlets here in America? It's like, well, Al Jazeera is the only one owned by not Jewish people, so be careful with that one. MSNBC suspended their own Muslim anchors over this conflict. Shuan Head on Twitter also laid this out. If you see any media personalities or anyone suspicious of suspiciously avoiding criticism of one side here, be nice. They might just be scared of losing their job. CNN fired Mark Lamont Hill in wake of remarks criticizing Israel. The Guardian fired communist Nathan Robinson after a joke tweet about military aid to Israel. AP fired a Jewish journalist after pro-Palestinian tweets. And Katie Halper was fired from the Hill after defending critics of Israel. So support InfoWars while you can, folks. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant, and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith and we put our trust we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us?